Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a demi-straight girl, that's me, Kayla. Talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else we just don't understand. On today's episode, The Burden. <laughs> Sounds fake, but okay. Mapod? No. Okay, well, <coughs> Sarah and I just woke up. We've had quite the week. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what are we talking about this week, Gayla? Oh, I just got like a whiff of the chicken biscuits you've been eating. I've been eating chicken in a biscuit crackers. And truly, they do smell like chicken in a biscuit. This week, we're talking about the burden um, Tell me what the burden is. The burden—it sounds like I'm talking about like a period, which oh, is honestly, which also is, a burden. is the burden. I'm going to start calling my period the burden. Good. I think. Good, good, good. The burden is when, as an asexual and or a romantic person, or I think just, you can just like an aspec. I can hear in my voice that I just woke up. I'm yeah, me too. So sorry. It's fine. We've done it sick before. You're all fine. Um. That, like, when you come out to someone, mm-hmm. or if anyone's, like, talking about the A-spec, like, you have to give your 30-minute TED Talk. Yeah. And it's tiring. Yeah. And some, and it's just, it's just this difficult thing of sometimes I don't want to do that, mm-hmm. but I feel obligated to, because who else is going to inform them if I don't? Yeah. I started, I got myself in a bit of a pickle with the burden recently. Oh? I know. Um, so I'm in, I don't know if you knew this. Are you in a feminist class? Yes, I'm in a <laughs> feminist media class. And so sometimes we, like, we talk, we do a lot of, like, reading of articles and stuff, and they're very interesting. You, mm-hmm. should, you should read about feminism. Okay. <laughs> Just saying. Um, and then we'll, like, talk about it in class. And so sometimes the, the way the articles are written or, like, the stuff we're talking about I will feel compelled to bring up, like, asexuality or, like, at least the idea of, like, these articles are assuming that everyone is having sex Mm -hmm. or, like, blah, 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 blah. Or that everyone wants to have sex. Right. And so there has been, like, several times where I've brought up asexuality in class because I think it's interesting with, because we had a week where we talked about, like, queer stuff and whatever. And especially with, like, the exclusion of the ace community, it's important to just be like, hey, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's just like sometimes it's very relevant and it comes mm. up and I think it's interesting and no yeah. one has told me I'm annoying yet. So <laughs> um <laughs> but recently we were doing a class period on magazines and like women's like tip mm-hmm. stuff and we read an article that was like analyzing like the sections of magazines that like give women relationship advice mm-hmm. and it's all fucked up and weird. Yeah. Um and then, so we did an exercise in class where our teacher found, like, recent articles, and she had us analyze them and, like, put them into this, these four categories that this author had, like, theorized. Mm-hmm. And she said that, and I'm not, like, mad about this happening. I just think it's interesting, and mm-hmm. I can see myself sliding into a sticky spot with it. Yeah. Is, so she was like, oh, I just, like, searched articles that came out in the last month, and I, like, mm-hmm. assigned you guys in alphabetical order to these articles. Mm-hmm. The article that I had was, like what it means to be aromantic according to experts. And I was in that group. Oh. And I was like, is this, this cannot have been, no. <laughs> and so, like, I wasn't mad. And it was actually quite a good article, in mm. my opinion. It, like, 
it was funny because the end of it, and I can like tweet it or something. It came out on Valentine's Day, which was funny. Um, but the end was like, what to do if you? So basically, it went through like five things of like, if you relate to these, you might be a romantic. Mm. And I thought that they were fitting, but then the people in my group who are not a spec were like, mm. but I agree with these, and I'm not a romantic. And I was like, nah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but the end of the article was like, if you think you're a romantic, embrace it. Good for you. And I was like. Simple. I mean, but what else are they supposed to say? Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> um, but it was just interesting because I was like, ma'am. They can't see you, Kayla. I'm making a face. <laughs> but, like, so it just made me wonder. And she was like, These, I just put you in alphabetical order. But I was like, did you? Or did you put me here because you knew that people would need help? <laughs> Understanding. Oh, boy. So I'm not, like, mad about it. But I thought it was interesting, you know? That is interesting. Kayla, are you in a feminism class? Yes. <laughs> Listen, I, it's relevant. A lot of the stuff we talk about is very relevant to this podcast. Okay. Like, I don't know what you want from me. I don't know. I just, I'm trying to come up with content. <laughs> we put out one episode a week, and sometimes I'm running low on content. Okay. Um, but I guess the, I think part of the problem of this burden is do not spill kombucha all over I my just, room. I just didn't want to put... That was going to oh, be loud. Didn't so I didn't want, want that to noise. That. Right. But now you asked for it. So you're welcome. Now you can hear my kombucha from Costco. Jesus Christ. Um, anyway. <laughs> part, of, part of the problem with this, this burden of having to explain things comes from the fact that asexuality is a lesser known and lesser accepted, uh, like, sexuality umbrella. Right? Yeah. So if you are gay... And you're like, hey, I'm gay. And someone's like, I don't know what that means. There are a lot of places they can go to be well-educated on that. People who aren't gay can explain it to them properly, for the most part. Um, and it's because it's been something that's been a little bit more exposed. What are you doing? I'm cracking my knuckles away from my... I'm trying to be... <laughs> I will crack my knuckles right in front of all of you. Um, I'm trying to not get in your way while you're talking with my noises, and you are just being so rude. <laughs> okay. Um, what was I even saying? But, okay, right. <laughs> Gay? So, so, it's it's just been more broadly mentioned, like, more people have been exposed to it in the media, and so you're gonna have an easier time explaining it to someone. Um, and you may not have to do that explaining. Whereas in the ace community, because there is less exposure in the world, and also because I think it's a little bit more of a difficult concept to grasp, just because, you know, you can talk to a straight person and be like, they feel just like you, except for the same gender. But to explain asexuality... And be like, they have an absence of sexual slash romantic slash whatever their identity is. Um, attraction that confuses people. Because, of course, society tells them that that's natural and everyone is supposed to do that. Um, yeah. And so you end up giving this 30-minute TED Talk. And sometimes you just don't want to. And part of, part of the problem, and that sounds like such like a, I don't want to inform people. But, like, as, as an ace person who has had to do this before... It's exhausting, mm -hmm. and you always run the risk of someone being aphobic. You always run the risk of someone 
like starting an argument with you and it's like that's just not what I want when I'm sitting here on the I don't know like the metro on my way to work like that's not what I want and and I think because the ace community is so small because the ace community is um just less prominent as these other communities it can be very difficult because we we may be the only person around who can explain it Mm -hmm. and so you feel this obligation to explain it even when it might put you in an unsafe situation even when you're just fucking tired and want to go to sleep i don't know (laughs) like yeah like it's it's kind of an issue that just it, it seems like a small thing but when it happens to you over and over and over again and like you're constantly being aware of like if i have to explain this or like if i slip up and mention it in this situation where i didn't plan on mentioning it like you can end up down a slippery slope and that can be difficult yeah and i think like on the grand scheme of things if you're like thinking about every ace person in the world then like yeah it does seem like a small thing but Mm -hmm. if you're looking at an individual person Mm -hmm. like you're just a student soon to be working lady who like has things to do is probably tired and stressed like if you think about the individual like that's a lot of emotional toll to put on someone and it is a big Mm -hmm. deal and and part of the problem too with that ace community being so small is that often if you do give your 30 minute TED talk to someone you're often going to be the only aspec person that this person knows mm-hmm. and so you become the face of asexuality and that can be difficult because you know in some ways i do live up to stereotypes of ace people that are not necessarily broadly true but they are true of me as a person mm-hmm. like i i'm not a very like emotionally their kind of person but as i've mentioned before that's not because i'm ace it's because of other things it's because of it's because of of who my family is um but that's it's difficult because i want to tell people like this is not this this is not representative of what all ace people are like but then they look at me and i'm the only ace person they know and they're like well you live up to this stereotype that seems like it might be real and then they form all these sorts of false ideas of what asexuality is, and then you have to give another 30-minute TED Talk. Mm-hmm. And it just can be very difficult being the one person that identifies this way that people know, and, like, the one expert, and then they don't get, um, like, a variety of... I mean, if you're not surrounded by a variety of ace people, they, they will see you as this monolithic group, and that can be harmful, too. Yeah. And I think, like, a lot of other marginalized identities do deal with the same thing. Like, I think it's, like, a common thing to think that, like, if you have, like, the one black person in your life, then, like, every time something, like, racist comes... Like, I was watching this clip from, like, Grey's Anatomy, I think, Mm -hmm. in class, and this woman was like, I think, this white woman was like, mm-hmm. I think I might have accidentally been racist. And her black friend was like, so you came to me to check if you were being racist? Yeah. And, like, I think it's, like, to a large extent, it's like that for gay people, too. It's like if right. you're the one gay person someone right. knows or, like, people of marginalized identities are given the burden to help privileged people understand. Mm-hmm. So it's like not only are you... 
struggling and you're marginalized and you're oppressed, you also now have this burden of doing the work yeah, and to it's, get and out it's, of it, And too. it's your responsibility to do that. And if you don't do that, you're seen as, like, either hurting your own community or you're seen as just, like, a dick. Yeah. <laughs> or, like... And, yeah, so, again, this is not specific to the AIDS community. I think a lot of different marginalized groups definitely experience this. Mm. I think it's just... It is very common in the ACE community because because, it's so small. because of the size and mm-hmm. the the lack of um, external scope, at least. Yeah. Um, and also just because a lot of a lot of um, ASPEC people can pass, and so maybe you know more than one ASPEC person, but you, but you just you don't, don't know. know that you know. And that is <laughs> dumb, and I hate it. Yeah, because I think like with bigger communities, like. And maybe I'm wrong. I'm not in that community, so I don't know. But, like, I there must be a chance that not every black or gay or trans person has to carry that burden so much. Mm-hmm. But it seems like to me that, like, truly almost every ace person has had at least one experience like this. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. it's just because the community is so small, like, right. it just happens to everybody. Well, I feel like for other groups, it depending on where you are, like, what community yeah, you're true. in. So, like, if you are the one gay person in Hicktown, Alabama, yeah, then that's going to happen to you a lot. Whereas if you are gay and you live in San Francisco... You're fine. You know, it's going to be a different <laughs> yeah. experience. Um, but, yeah, I do think that just in general, the ace community who... Um, identify as ace who understand what asexuality is are more sparsely populated throughout the world and I also think it's part of the problem especially why I feel like I have to um, explain is because if you just google asexuality yeah there's a lot of um, confusing information and a lot of misinformation mm-hmm. and I I feel an obligation for myself and for other people and for the sake of this person who's, like, asking to properly educate that person. Yeah. And I know that the odds of them properly educating themselves without me are maybe low. We should do an episode Mm -hmm. that is just the TED Talk that you give people and then we could give it to people and be like, hey, you don't want to give that TED Talk? Here, play this episode for Here's them. your TED Talk. Actually, I, I do have an idea. For those of you who've had to give that TED Talk, what are some of the questions that you've been asked? Mm. Um, we should make, like, an FAQ on our website. Yeah. Of, like, what the dick is asexuality. What the dick is asexuality. Yeah, that doesn't match, does it? <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think... Because I think those sorts of things exist, but I think... Um, they're not the first things that come up necessarily. Yeah, and like I think there's a lot of really good information on Avon, mm-hmm. but Avon has so much information yes. that I think it's some like at least like the forums and the mm-hmm. boards and stuff. Like there's so much there, which is amazing. Yeah, but it can be overwhelming and it can be confusing. Yeah, to someone not in the community, like I feel like yeah. I can go on Avon and kind of like suss out what's going on. But like yeah. I know there's a board on Avon that's like for friends and family that mm-hmm. like may be confused, but like. Your 50-year-old mom really know how to go on a board on Avon? Yeah. I don't know. Well, and, and I think the more that this information is repeated on the internet, mm-hmm. the better off we are. Yeah. Because then it becomes more accessible to people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I'm not saying that our website gets a ton of traffic, because I have no idea what the traffic on our website is. I've looked recently. We're not high on that Google search right. engine yet. <laughs> right. So, I think, but just, like, the sheer volume of accurate, thoughtful information explaining the A-Spec identity, like, A-Spec identities and the A-Spec community, like, that matters, because the more the more yeah. information we have out there, the better off the community is going to be, the less likely it is that people are going to have to start giving this yeah. TED Talk and every like, time. There can never be too much information. It's not like we can put something on our website and then everyone's going to be like, no, I already saw that. Like, Literally, it's... how dare you tell me what asexuality like, is in simple and basic terminology. Like, it's fine. <laughs> it okay. It okay. But yeah, I think that could be a fun thing that we could do. But yeah, I would like to know what questions people have been asked. Yeah. Because um, I feel like there are some that are very common that mm-hmm. are like, you know, so you don't date? Yeah. Um, And then some that might be a little bit more like ignorant that mm-hmm. I, can be trickier yeah, to, to answer. To answer, yeah. Um, And I would like to hear what people's experiences. I guess we already have a poll. <laughs> yes. Well, I would, I do think it'd be, like, really cool to crowdsource this, and maybe even if, like, we made an FAQ mm-hmm. page, like, having quotes from some of our listeners of how yeah. they would answer the question. Yeah. like, we could answer a lot of these questions, but it's just going to be our two personal experiences. Right. Which, and we don't want to be the monolithic face of asexuality. Right. And we've talked mm-hmm. about how our experiences are very specific. Yes. And, like, very different from a lot of people. We're also two white girls in <laughs> yeah. suburban Michigan. You we're know? in Ann Arbor. Like, right. <laughs> you so, know? So we're ha- we're going to have a very different experience. Yeah. So it. I think it'd be cool to, like, crowdsource some quotes of, like, what would you say to someone that asked this? Or, like, what's your yeah. experience? Yeah. Wow, what a fun spring break activity. <laughs> what an idea we just had live on the pod. <laughs> live on the pod. Coming to you with content ideas. Amazing. <laughs> Doesn't happen often. So <laughs> here know. we go. But yeah, I guess... The, the problem okay to people tell it to me to people who don't want to give this ted talk always on one hand i want to make them feel better about that because like yeah. you you have no obligation to yeah. do this but on the other hand i <laughs> here we are again with sarah and her guilt oh, i tease <laughs> this last I, week i like i feel i feel personally an obligation to explain for the sake of myself and others. So I guess, do we have any advice for people who are just like, I don't want to do this right now. Well, I also wonder if part of the reason you feel obligated is because we do this podcast. That's possible. Because, and correct me if I'm wrong, or if I'm just like maybe projecting my own feelings about mm-hmm. it, but it's like, I already talk about this at least once a week, mm-hmm. and I already do so much that like what's like, what's holding me back from doing it again? Like, mm-hmm. now that we put ourselves as, like, kind of public faces, right. like, we're kind of, like, we've branded ourselves yeah. as, like, that person. And I feel like, as well, for me, it's, like, now that I, I, because I didn't personally know too many Ace people mm-hmm. before we did this, but now, now... we know at least 50. Now we know a lot. And so I feel like, for their sake, for the sake of the people who are going to come after them, like, I want to... To educate people. Yeah. And I do, like, and we call, we have the Discord where mm-hmm. a lot of people that listen go and talk, and I, like, call them our children. Yes. And they part are of the, our children. That probably doesn't make the guilt any better. <laughs> well, and, it, and they call us our moms. The other day they were like, our moms! Don't be mean to our moms! And it was very cute. Oh my god. Um, 
but it does make me feel incredibly responsible mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. And, like, at this point, like, anytime I see aphobic stuff online, I'm, like, not so worried about myself as, like, I don't want them to see this. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, what am I doing? Protect the children. <laughs> but, like, it is, yeah. you know? So it, it's hard because then you feel an extra obligation, I think, for us. Which is, like, mm-hmm. now we're just, like, boohooing Boo-hoo. But, like, it's... It, Our life is so hard. It's an interesting thing to think about, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. I guess, for advice for people that... I mean, I guess, like, if... If it's coming up that and someone is trying to use you for information, mm-hmm. that sounds bad. You know what I mean? You're being used. <laughs> like, they must know that you're asexual or aromantic. Or they see you as an expert in some way. Right. So, like, I, I guess... A way to maybe think about it and maybe feel better is, like, by being there and... There's a caveat to this, too. Okay, I'm going to say this and I'm going to... And then I'm going to backtrack a little bit. By being, like, out and people knowing you're aromantic and asexual, that is something. Like, that is a small... Because then at least they know it exists. Mm -hmm. You know? However, that's not to say that you, like, need to be out. Or if you're not out, that you're not doing something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of it, too, is, like, not to, like, self-promo, but, like, <laughs> if if we are going to add that little bit to our website, I feel like on days where you're just like, I don't, I, I can't do this mm-hmm. right now, um, like, find a good trusted source, whether that's Avon, whether it's us, like, like don't just be like, Google asexuality. Be like, yeah. you know what, um, I... It, right now, no. However, here's this really good resource that you can go to mm-hmm. and learn more. Like, and we like, can even, like, on our page put, like, we could, I'm just, like, expanding our website as we go. But, oh, like, go. Oh, go? Oh, oh go. Oh, <laughs> go. <laughs> Leave right now. Leave the office. Um, the office. Um, it's Sarah's bedroom. Um, they know that. I know, but sometimes <laughs> it's funny. But, like, we can even put there somewhere else, like, other good resources, other That'd good links. So, if, like, you guys find something that you're like, hey, this is, like, really helpful. I think this is, like, a really good, accurate source. Ash Hardell's ABCs of LGBT, the asexual videos. Yeah. They're very in-depth, but they're also very Didn't you show those helpful. to your mom? I showed them to my mom. Yeah, when you came out to your mom, mm-hmm. you were like, here, watch these. Yeah. Which is, like, an excellent example of, like... I can't fully explain this to you, or I, like, can't do this right now. Here, watch some videos. Yeah. And then if you have questions about that, then you can come back to me with them, and I can answer them when I, like... not in Germany! (laughs) Yeah. That's basically what happened. Yeah. So, yeah, we can do... Man, so much to do! Wow. Good thing we're going to be in an airport for, like, five years today. Yay. (laughs) But yeah, I guess, like, because I think, like, I... I'm never in a position where I just, like... Okay, here's, here's the one thing. If it's an unsafe situation, and this person is being ignorant in a way that you don't think can be rectified by one person, Mm -hmm. um, if they are putting you in danger somehow, whether that's, like, they're gonna beat you up, or whether that's, (laughs) they're gonna, like, like, whether they're saying things that make you feel very unsafe, you have no obligation to explain yourself to them you say what you need to say to get out of that situation um but if you are in a situation where that doesn't seem to be the case then i think i don't i wouldn't call it an obligation but i feel like at least for me um there is this urge to to want to inform Mm -hmm. and so whether you sit there and you do your 30 minute ted talk 
or you direct them to some other resources. <laughs> Whether you carry around pamphlets in your bag. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I think there there is, you know, there are multiple ways to TED Talk them without without having to TED Talk them, you know? Yeah. And I think it's also hard because, like, for us, this is obviously a very public thing now, but, mm-hmm. like, for other people and to, for us to an extent, it is a very private thing. Well, yeah, and, and there are times when, like, I'm in a situation where it's just, like, I don't necessarily feel unsafe, but I'm just, like, I don't know how this person's going to react. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this will turn into an unsafe situation. And so it's, like, I may err on the side of caution. I I may try to pass this straight. Like, I, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's... You don't have to feel bad about protecting your own your own identity. Or yeah. also, like, if you don't feel comfortable... Like, a lot of times I feel like in this situation, I think this is what you were getting at, is that people might ask you very personal questions about your own personal experience, mm-hmm. and you don't have to answer those. No. Like, like, if someone asks you a question that you are uncomfortable with answering, you can talk about it in broader terms. Like, you mm-hmm. can... If someone's like, so, do you masturbate? Like, you can be like, yeah. well, some ace people do, mm-hmm. and some don't. Yeah. And Just then it's like every other person right and it's like and then if if they keep pushing it then maybe try and get Walk yourself away. out of the situation yeah yeah and like maybe this is a very american sentiment or like western sentiment but like you come first yeah like your yeah. safety and how comfortable you are do come first in mm-hmm. these situations and if you do feel comfortable then you can think about the broader community and what you can do for right. it but like you no Right. And I think that's kind of what this is all boiling down to is is if you are in a safe position to stand up for the community, to help inform others about what this thing is and help make the world more accepting of asexuality and the ace umbrella, by all means do it. But at the end of the day, your own personal safety matters before that. Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting is that like, I haven't had many instances where, like, my personal sexuality has come up, mm-hmm. and the times it has have been, uh, not great. Mm-hmm. But I do talk to people a lot about asexuality and aromanticism, mm-hmm. but I wonder if I'm so comfortable doing it because it is removed from me. Mm-hmm. And I can talk about mm-hmm. it without having to worry about it being about my personal experiences. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And I think that's what can make... I think that's what can make it very difficult is, like, when people start asking the personal questions. Like, if if you are like you, if you're Demi, and you don't necessarily identify with, um, like, Arrow or Ace, mm-hmm. then it's very easy to be like, well, that isn't my personal experience, but here is, like, a, a, a cross-section of what some yeah. other people's experiences I think, are. Like, I often struggle with kind of, like, being on the boundary of both communities, like mm-hmm. the straight and the Ace community, mm-hmm. but I guess maybe this is just me atherapizing myself. Mm. Um, but, like, a good thing about it is that I am, when talking to someone outside the community, can kind of step out and be an outsider with them mm-hmm. and be like, hey, I sympathize with you. I, too, am a bit outside, but here's my knowledge. So it's mm-hmm. it's easier for me to, like, step out right. and not feel so personal with it. And, like, right. maybe it doesn't feel as personal when people mm-hmm. ask me. Right, or, like, like for me, I feel very entrenched in this identity-slash-community, and so if I were to step out, I would feel like I was being dishonest 
mm-hmm. about my own yeah. like experience and that, yeah i think that's a very different situation and so you just need to do what is right for you and if that means that you maybe feel less effective in educating others then like that's okay yeah like you you do what you can and sometimes what you can is a lot and some of it is not a lot and that's just the way of the world y'all how it be that is just how it be okay so what if kayla yes <laughs> you are the person who's trying to educate yourself on a certain mm-hmm. topic whether that be the ace umbrella whether that be on racism in america you know regardless of what it is but you are the person whether you're a person of privilege or just a person who's not in that community who's trying to educate themselves um i guess how should you go about trying to find accurate not accurate i mean yes accurate information but like (laughs) but like how do you if if there's a person in your life who you know you can ask how do you go about doing that well i'm trying to think because this did happen for me in asexuality Mm -hmm. our freshman year or like right after when you like came out Mm -hmm. or accident whatever i found out whatever i did i can't what did i do do you remember what i did you were just like oh okay did I ask you any questions, or did I, I go off on my own? I don't recall you asking me any questions. All right, well, I feel like the questions came, like, later when I was talking a little bit more openly about yeah. it. Yeah. Wow, good for me. <laughs> um, I mean, so I'm assuming I just, like, had, because I don't, I truly don't know if I had known what asexuality was before that. Or at least had a very good grasp on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming I just, like, went off on my own, mm-hmm. and everything ended up fine. Yeah. I mean, and that, there is a certain danger in that because you don't want to find resources that are are inaccurate or harmful to the community. Yeah. But I think you use your brain. Mm-hmm. And I I think you can tell which which resources are like look at who's creating the resources. Yeah. Um and look at what you know is it aspect people who are creating the resources? Is it the friends and family of aspect people who are creating mm-hmm. the resources? Or is it some rando yeah. who says ace people don't belong in the community? You yeah. know? Um, I think it is hard because, like, I'm working on a project that has to do with asexuality. And so I start. maybe I talked about this before. I don't know. I think you mentioned it. But, like, I was doing research and even, like, academic articles I was reading. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, mm-hmm. none of this is right. So, yeah. like, it is hard because it's things difficult. that you would assume would know what they're talking about and yeah. are smart. It's like, meh. Yeah. It's difficult. But I think if you really want to educate yourself on this, and I feel like in this situation this person seems like they would, um, like, don't be afraid to dive deep. And then, and then if you have questions about certain things, you can ask you know, the people in your life who may know these things without having to be like, so I need you to explain everything. Yeah. Like, like, like ask specific questions you have. Yeah. Rather than ask them to explain walk you through it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it's a bad thing to do of, like, when you first find out, be like, oh, that's interesting. Do you know of anything I could, like, read or find that would tell mm-hmm. me more? And maybe they're happy to give you a TED Talk, and maybe they'll do it. Yeah. But you can't assume that they are. Yeah. And I think, like, asking for resources is a good way to show that you're interested and you want to mm-hmm. know more without obligating them to give you that TED yeah. Talk. We live in the age of the internet. The internet is a wonderful thing. Eh. It can sometimes be. <laughs> but, like, in yeah. terms of, adi- like, there is nothing better on the planet that is more 
accessible, at least to certain people. Yeah. Um, that is more, like, like, has broad amounts of information. Mm-hmm. You can go deep on pretty much anything. Like, the internet is a wonderful resource in this situation. You just have to be thoughtful about what sources you're looking at. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's, it's like, it could be a good idea <clears throat> to ask them, like, beforehand if they have any good resources, or you're like, yeah, after you research, be like, hey, I found this. Is this accurate to you or what you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like also you are going to find conflicting stuff on the internet. And I think you just have to use your brain. And, and maybe sometimes your brain will lead you astray because the social yeah, order, would. you know, the social order conditions you to think a certain way. But that's, I think where, I mean, that's where you, you bring in other people that you might know in real life. And frankly, other people who may even be members of, the, of those communities may not be the wokest on certain things, and you might not always get perfect information, and that's that's just the way of things. But I think as long as you're keeping your, your brain open to learning new things and better understanding things, then you are in the right place. I do think that's what's hard, especially about asexuality, though, is because there's such a variety of experiences mm-hmm. that, like, you truly could find a lot of conflicting or a variety of information, and it might all be true. Yeah. But it also might be very confusing for you of, like, why am I, why is mm-hmm. there so much variety? Like, what's the objective truth? Right. And it and it can be, if you don't understand it, it can be very difficult to wade through the information and figure out, okay, what is just straight up false? versus what is false for some people what is false for some people what is a definition of asexuality that is talking about plants and not hmm. people you know oh, no. like yeah. like the the fact that there's more than one definition of asexuality that are completely valid because they apply to different mm-hmm. living organisms um yeah. can be very confusing for people mm-hmm. um and but i feel like if you're the kind of person who really wants to 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 learn and understand you won't look at that and be like so you're a plant like you'll look yeah. at it and be like oh they're just yeah, not a lots of words have two different definitions yeah. you know mm-hmm. and um you just gotta gotta work with it and mm-hmm. i think just keep keep yourself open to to learning new things and that's honestly like the best advice i can give people just in life mm-hmm. is like keep yourself open Don't to be learning a things. dick and just yeah. be open to other people's ideas and experiences mm-hmm. but don't no one is ever obligated to give you a ted talk mm-hmm. unless you're at like a TED Talk, and they're the what person who's supposed to give you the TED Talk. We become so famous that we give a TED Talk on asexuality. You, uh, you don't have to be famous to give a TED Talk. You have to be like, we had like a TED Talk at my high school. Well, we could do like TEDx. Yeah, but like it's like different. a like a like a big boy like, TED Talk. But I'm assuming the guy that started Avon has probably already been to TED. Yeah, There's I've, I've, no I've way seen, he has seen a TED Talk of his before. All right. Well, anyway, it's too late for us, I think, to do TEDx at U of M. But yeah, I think the only time <laughs> we can any- imagine that anyone- <laughs> the only time anyone is obligated to give you a TED talk is if they are literally at TED, at TED, and their name is on the sheet. <laughs> yeah, then if they didn't give it to you, maybe you could I'm, be mad. I might be a little upset. <laughs> yeah, um, but if they had a good reason, like yeah, if they were like, like sick, like they died on the way there. On the way there. Yeah. Halfway there and they're like, oh my God, it. I gotta die. Grabbed it. It's time. Oh, uh, yeah, this is my time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think Johnny's son 
who is a like an illustrator and a writer and an amazing human is Mm -hmm. doing a ted talk soon Mm -hmm. and someone tweeted him and they were like please start and edit end it with thank you for coming to my ted talk and he was like i'm not brave enough but it'd be so funny oh that's amazing but yeah and i think if if we're back to the receiving end of people who are being asked for TED Talks. But I think if you you are on the receiving end of someone who's genuinely curious and you can tell they're not just trying to be inflammatory um, and you can tell they just, they just want to understand. Um, like, also just appreciate the fact that they're trying mm-hmm. and don't be a dick to them. Like, you might be having a horrible day and you might not be wanting to give a TED talk. But like say that and uh, you don't have and nice you don't way. yeah and like you don't have to give them a TED talk, but I think just being patient with them so that you don't turn them away mm-hmm. from the community and from learning. Um I earlier I was trying to think of a phrase and it was all encompassing. That was the phrase. I couldn't think of it. And now it's in my head, but I can't find a good place to use it. So I'm just going to tell you. All encompassing. <laughs> just say words to people. Isn't that what this podcast is? But usually they're in a string of other words. Yeah, that wasn't a string of other words. Ugh, anyway. But yeah, just, you don't, obviously no human has endless patience. I sure don't. But I think um, just acknowledging, whichever side you're on, acknowledging the the humanity and the hopefully good intentions of the other person is important. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else to add about this burden? Not really. I would just love to hear, like, I would love to spend, I just like spending my free time on this podcast anyway, but, um, Yeah, you spend so much time in the Discord, and I'm, like, never up to date. Well, I only am taking, like, seven credits, and, like, it's just fun. And then I'm always dying. Yeah, you're busy. I don't know. <laughs> I just have fun. I need friends. Um, I just have fun. I just have fun. Um, but I would love to, like, oh, I have to sneeze? Bless you. That is exactly how that works. Continue. Oh, T. Um, I would, like, love to build out this resource page or this FAQ page. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I want people to, like, come with us with, like, here's a question I usually get asked and here's how I answer it. Or, yeah. like, here's a good resource I found. Or I think for, for let's, let's jump to the poll. No. I think, I think we should have an open-ended poll yeah. where we ask what are questions that have been asked of you mm-hmm. and if you'd like to say how you've answered them, mm-hmm. you can. Also... People who maybe aren't in the ASPEC community, or even if they are, there are certain things that they still don't understand. Like, what are qu- what are questions you have? Mm-hmm. Um, and please don't be a dick about asking them, but, like, ask them, mm-hmm. you know? I, now I, is your time! Now is your time. We're, we're here telling us that we're willing to give you a TED Talk, mm-hmm. so ask away. Yeah. And, I guess, would you guys be interested in just a TED Talk episode? Yeah. That's just, like, us giving... The TED Talk. The TED Talk. Yeah. Because that could be interesting. That might be interesting. We can also see what different things we kind of come up with. Yeah. Because, like, I do think it'd be interesting, because, like, when we do this podcast, we kind of assume that everyone knows what asexuality and aromanticism is, Mm -hmm. jumping in. Because if you don't, like, what you doing here? But, like... You're still welcome here. Yeah, but, like, (laughs) how'd you get here? Yeah, but but how'd you end up here? Um, it would be interesting to have that episode that we could give people of, like, if you found us and you're very confused, mm-hmm. like, here, start here. Here is where to start. Yeah. So that you understand what's going on. Yeah. And you're informed. Yeah. Cool. Um, what is your beef of the week? <sighs> I used to always prepare beef of the week, and recently I've just been forgetting. Uh, is it because I have less beef? My beef of the week is the thing that my brain does when I 
um, am not caught up on schoolwork when mm-hmm. I get behind. Instead of being like, let's do the schoolwork, my brain is like, I'm stressed, so I'm going to shut down and do nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's my beef of the week, because I missed a couple days of school this week. Mm-hmm. And um, my brain was like, ah! Just like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't like that. Yeah. My beef of the week is that I'm, like, not even that mad about it, but it is funny that I had to do this, is that I've been, I've driven to the airport four times, I'm going to have driven to the airport four times in the past three days. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> but that last, no that last time, it's gonna be It's gonna be you. lit. It's yeah, true. We're gonna go somewhere. And to my boyfriend that's listening to this, I'm not mad at you that your flight got canceled and I had to drive back and get you. <laughs> I, this is not a call out, but it is a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. Amazing. All right. Well, you can find our open-ended poll slash tell us about your beef of the week, the life, you know, whatever, <laughs> on our Twitter at SoundsFakePod. We also have a website, SoundsFakePod.com. I made that. It's mediocre. Woohoo! It's fantastic, mm. but also mediocre. Hey. I'm trying to keep your I'm trying to get like have it be interesting enough that they go to it without uh, setting their expectations too high. Oh, here's here's how we'll pitch it. Okay. I have only made like maybe five websites in my life mm-hmm. and I just made this one that's now real because it's a real dot com. Yeah. Did I fuck it up? Is it ugly? You have to it's up for you to decide. You have to find out. But also don't like But also yell if at it's ugly, it. please don't tell me that I'm so fragile. Be kind about your critique. Yeah. Um, is this constructive criticism? If not, don't say it. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yes, or you can also email us, soundsfakepod at gmail.com. And if you're like, wow, you seem to have a lot of places I can find you now, um, our our website will be your little hub for that. You can have links to our Tumblr, to it our does. everything. It does have on that. But when in doubt, it's just soundsfakepod. Yeah, just Google that. Yeah. We might be like the 60th thing to pop up on Google somehow, but if you keep Googling it, it will go up. We will eventually get up there. <laughs> Good. Um, I think that's how it works, at least. Ugh, I, I, think I don't understand SEO. I think that's how it works. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can find those things there. We also have a Patreon if you'd like to. We got some new patrons recently. We did? I put them in the list. Okay, don't you on. worry. I got it all in there for you. <laughs> I'm behind. Um, if you'd like to give us your money, you can do so via Patreon. Or you can just give us money once at our PayPal. Um, and you can find those on the website. On the website. Uh, sounds fake. Under gmail.com. donate. Um, yes. Um, so for our patrons, people who give us money monthly, you kind, kind souls, our $2 patrons are Keith McBlaine, Roxanne, Alice is in Space, Amy, Austin Siegel, Anonymous, and Quinn Pollock. That is a fun fucking name. Mm-hmm. He's in the Discord now. I he? like He's an exciting Quinn. boy. Quinn is a great he, name. <laughs> he popped in the Discord. It was like, welcome, Quinn. And then someone else in the Discord was like already talking. They were like, I need help coding for my project. And they want to help me. And Quinn was like, I know I just got here. But yes, I can help you. And then they <laughs> helped them on their homework. It was oh, very, that's amazing. very fun. I named a character in my last screenplay, Quinn. <laughs> anyway, our $5 patrons are Jennifer Smart, Estrita Benicota, Austin Lay, Drew Finney, and Perry Fierro. Our $10 patrons are Kevin and Tessa. You can find them on Twitter at DirtyUncleKevin and at Tessa underscore M underscore K. We also have Sarah Jones, who can be found on Eternal Wally. Sarah changed her name on our Discord to Eternal Aeoli. I know, and it pleased me so much. Um, 
We all are a blessing. You can find her on all those places. Um, Also, we still have... Jesus. Um, Jesus is a patron? (laughs) Jesus is a patron. This just in. Kayla, why is some of this in a different font? Is it? Maybe I copied and pasted Maybe I copy and pasted this. Sorry. Okay. We also have Arknas. Who would like to promote the trailer project? I they were off the list for a while. Uh, somehow. They're not a new patron. And we said them one time and then they weren't on the list anymore. Oh no. And I was looking at it and I was like, what? Oh no. Did we forget to say your name? I'm sorry. We might have. I'm we very sorry. I'll say it twice right now. Arknes would like to promote the Trevor Project. I'm you know that does sound familiar. I'm very sorry. I'm sorry. You are um, also a lovely person in our Discord. Our $5, $15 patrons are Nathan. Oh my god, what Nathaniel did you White. Just do? You can find his website, his portfolio, NathanielJWhiteDesigns.com. And Nathan. Um, Nathaniel, yeah. sorry, I don't know if you go by Nathan. That's very presumptive of me. Um, we are doing your episode that you've requested yes. soon. It'll happen. It coming. It coming. It's in. We it. just need a little bit more life experience before we do it. Yes, but it coming. Don't <laughs> for you, reasons that you will understand and no one else will. Don't you worry. It's, it's a private message to Nathaniel. <laughs> Nathaniel. And we have our anonymous. A donor who I think would still like to promote spring, but they got bumped up to fifteen. So thank you very much. They, for they this wanted spring to lover. extra promote oh, spring. Yeah, they we to, oh, we need to ask promotion. them what they want their web we their do. website. I'm their not website. just building websites for people. <laughs> Kayla, what? <laughs> oh no. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, tune in next Sunday for more rest in your ears. And until then, take good care of your cows.